Hello, everyone. I'm Colin Tesser of Wrestling.com, and we are here on the heels of an exciting, uh, controversial NXT TakeOver 36 show uh, to wrap up a very eventful, historic, crazy weekend of wrestling here. Um, we'll talk all about it, at least on the NXT side of things, from the matches we saw tonight to uh, WWE President Nick Khan's comments and in an interview that broke this weekend uh, to at the, the Adam Cole conduct situation. Of course, I am, I, yes, I am flying solo tonight. John Clark was at SummerSlam. He's still traveling. So here I am. Uh, manage it by myself. Hopefully, you all don't mind, and uh, hopefully, have your your comments to keep the show going. So, before I get into the show, just want to remind you all of this show, like everything we do here at Wrestling, is available on any number of streaming platforms. We're at SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, uh, podcast, whatever it may be. We've got you covered. So, I guess I'll just go in order here. We started off the show with a very fun million dollar championship match between Cameron Grimes and LA Knight. Definitely one of the matches I was looking forward to the most on this show. Uh, you know, and and th this match did have the added stipulation that uh, if LA Knight won, uh, Ted DiBiase would become his butler. We've seen Grimes as uh, Knight's butler in for a couple weeks now. So if uh, you know if if Knight won this match, then DiBiase would have to be. Um, you know the the, the the butler and John and I've been talking about for the, on the NXT shows recently, and there was there was some appeal of that. That would be kind of fun. That would be kind of uh, kind of different. You know, because uh, what we you know what we saw. You know, uh, but Grimes is the butler, definitely kind of uh, kind of typical. But uh, DiBiase's butler definitely would have been something a little different. A fun match here. DiBiase was a ringside, and he got involved. This is the the WWE Hall of Famer got physical. He locked in the million dollar dream. It was definitely pretty fun. Nesker saying she she saw that coming there. I mean, yeah, I think this was a very fitting, very uh, appropriate end of the story, or I would, I would think end of the story. This thing's been going on since, uh, I would say, I think it's the middle, the beginning of June at this point. So now it's the end of August, just about. So I think this was a pretty good culmination. Uh, I don't know how you could really, really keep it going here, maybe maybe beyond a, a one-off rematch. But um, I, I hope they, they, they do keep going with the Million Dollar title here. I hope this is the end of you know, DiBiase's presence on NXT. I hope that... Uh, they, they find other people to kind of uh, challenge for the title. Um, but at the very least, I mean, in, in a one-off, I, I thought this was really fun. Grimes was wearing kind of Million Dollar Man-inspired gear. Uh, he threw he threw out the uh, uh, you know, the, the, the butler gear, so that was kind of a nice symbolic thing. DJ Gassier is saying the trash can at the beginning was fun. They, he literally threw out a trash can. So uh, I'm, I've been liking Grimes' work here. Uh, he's And the butler gimmick all along, you know, I, I didn't think that was a great idea, but it's one of those things where you make chicken blank, uh, um, chicken salad out of chicken blank, I should say. Uh, Saul, Saul Sultan saying that uh, Grimes is meh, but um, I mean, I, I've been a fan of his. I think he's doing great work. I think he's a really fun baby face. And I, I think that if they can find some some ways to kind of keep this going, you know, and, and that's course asking who they could have challenged for a title, I don't really know. Um, I think there's some possibilities here. You think of a guy like Santos Escobar, uh, maybe after this feud, this feud with with uh, hit, hit Row that, that he's currently engaged in, uh, we do know that the NXT roster, I, I, I would argue at least, is, is full of talent, full of uh, you know, it's got a good, good depth there. So I think anybody really could step up. You know, may, maybe somebody, um, and even in the in the breakout tournament, I, I don't know. I mean, really, there are, there are any number of options. Um, it would be kind of surprising to see that if uh, they, they they just kind of like dropped this whole storyline you know i think i would expect to see even just something beyond this you know beyond this and the grand this would be kind of a storybook ending of hey grimes won the title he he, he and debiasi kind of teamed up here and then we can move on but i mean why not keep it going why not try and find some other uh some other 
potential contenders. Why wouldn't why wouldn't anybody else want to challenge for, for this title? Want to want to carry on that legacy? Nesh Chris wondering Swerve Scott kind of on the flip side. I was just talking about Central Escobar. Yeah, Swerve Scott definitely another good idea there. Um, I, I like that. I think he's got that swagger. He could definitely they have that very fun uh, clash personalities there. So I'd like to see that. I think again, any, any number of options would be possible. Um, but definitely, I thought this was a fun way to open the show. Uh, for me, maybe it's old fashioned. I like starting the show, good guy winning, you know, this fun kind of storybook moment to open the show. Uh, and I, I think this is a show that definitely needed some feel good moments. We'll talk about why throughout the show here. Uh, but again, between the, the rumors and now uh, Nick, President Nick Khan saying that the major, major changes are coming, uh, and now the, the Adam Cole situation, we'll talk about that as well. Uh, definitely, this needed some feel-good moments, and to me, Grimes winning with DBS's help definitely was one. Um, so yeah, again, I, I hope to see them then kind of keep going with this. I'm not quite sure how, again, who who specifically would challenge for this title. Uh, did you guys say wondering if it could be the winner of the breakout tournament? You know, the, the winner does get any title shot. Maybe, you know, they, they would decide to uh, challenge for this title. I mean, even though it's not a, quite, it's not officially a title, I guess. Like, it's a little bit of a gray area there. Um, but they, they could try to really, like, legitimize that. I think that would definitely be something fun to see. Um, but for me, I mean, even with this loss, LA Knight, he'll be fine. He's still a very, very talented guy. Definitely a top star in his own right. He's got the look, charisma, uh, all the all the reasons that he was a good champion. I think he'll be on to, you know, hopefully the whole bounce back just fine from this. Uh, but a good match was fun. I, I, again, I like seeing DBS get involved. I think that definitely gave the show of that like good old nostalgic feel to it, uh, at least for this match. So fun opening, and I liked it a lot. Uh, next up, we had the women's championship match between Raquel Gonzalez, Dakota Kai. John and I have been talking about this for like in recent weeks, and I, I said that I really felt like this match, maybe more than any other, was uh, maybe the biggest threat to Raquel Gonzalez. Where a bunch of her other title matches, I mean, I hate to say it, but like Mercedes Martinez not with the company anymore, so that kind of you know, reflects maybe a little bit on her, you know, potential. Even at the time, right? I'm saying someone that really could have uh, won the title. Didn't really feel all that likely uh, uh, as a real veteran, as as someone that didn't necessarily feel uh, like a, a long term play. I guess it, it definitely did feel pretty transitional. That we saw her defend against Ember Moon, and maybe a little more. It felt like she there was a chance for an upset, um, and and then as Zia Lee, some potential, but still several kind of transitional feuds here. Whereas now we've had um, Dakota, we had Dakota Kai into the scene, and you know they've got that history, the the bitter feud there. And uh, you know, definitely felt like she was maybe more, uh, more, more deserving than some of these other challenges. Maybe more, um, you know, realistic of something that could dethrone Gonzalez there. Adich uh, Cassie with a good question here, wondering uh, who's the babyface. I mean, I think they're definitely trying to establish Raquel Gonzalez as the babyface. Where I mean, Dakota Kai kind of stabbed her in the back, and you know, that's obviously a heel move. So you know, to me, that that would seem to suggest they were really trying to frame. Uh, Raquel as as a babyface, whereas yes, earlier in her reign she was a heel. She did some definitely some heel tactics attacking people, um, but at the same time, you know, they they did kind of seem to try and go in that direction here. And I think that that that's right to expect. Is now I should say they, it was a good match. I liked it a lot. And now for the match, Kaylee Ray comes out, the longest reigning NXT UK Women's Champion. Uh, her move to the NXT Prime brand has been kind of rumored for a while, if not expected for a while. Maybe that's been delayed because of the pandemic, but now here we are. She showed up and uh, confronted Gonzalez after the match, pretty clearly suggesting that uh, she will be, you know, probably challenging for the title 
maybe next takeover. I think that could, that could be something to look forward to. Um, and in that case, I'd expect to see uh, Gonzalez framed as a face again. So maybe this is kind of the way to get there, where you have uh, Gonzalez as the face, and now this kind of outsider coming in. Uh, and that would make sense to me. Uh, definitely a good match for for Dakota Kai like on, on her behalf. I think this was probably the best title match that Gonzalez has had. So this was a nice way to kind of really uh, even more so legitimize her in that sense. So um, I mean, saw someone saying that uh, Gonzalez is short. And we're joined by Bill Pritchard. Bill, how you doing? Hey. Hi, I saw you needed a co-host. I do. I'm sorry. I didn't want to bother you, so I'll do it solo. I wasn't, but... Sure, but I, uh, wasn't sure if John was home, but I don't know. He's probably at another live event tonight. I think he is, yeah. <laughs> we're just talking about the Women's Championship match. Yeah. Uh, the, the one comment um, got my attention that nobody really knew who the babyface was going in. So Yeah. It, it, I mean, it was an odd dynamic, but um, I liked it. I mean, I was surprised that uh, Raquel won. Like, I honestly thought they were going to do another thing where she chases Dakota as champion. And I even said earlier, you know, maybe Dakota gets like another muscle, like whoever that might be. But uh, I mean, the way that they did it, like, I don't want to get into it as far as like what they did last night, what they did wrong and right. But like <laughs> they had a match, there was a decisive winner and then the tease at the end. Yeah. And I feel like this is kind of what some, you know, this is what people wanted last night. So. Yeah. But this is I like kind it. of, yeah. I mean, to me, that's how you cast up the next thing. Uh and I, I don't want to, again, get into the weeds here, but I feel like a lot of times NXT does some of these things better in some ways than, you know, plenty of things for SummerSlam, you know, weren't ideal. And I think this was an all, all in all like solid show. Here you had a good title match and you set up the next thing uh, in, a, in, a, in a pretty fun way. So uh, I like that. Sometimes a lot of people seem to like perhaps the match of the night was Ilya Dragunov defeating Walter for the NXT UK Championship, ending Walter's 870-day reign as the champion. Uh, and I, Bill, I think you tweeted during the show, this was the sixth longest championship reign in WWE history, which is pretty crazy to think about. Even with the pandemic, that's definitely uh, a very historic accomplishment for Walter. Um, so I, I, this was, as you would expect, a very brutal match. It was a rematch of uh, the first match from, I think that was NXT UK back in October of last year. And that was definitely a match to contender then. So definitely had that, that expectation going into it. It's all sold in the green. It was the match of the night. It was physical. It was brutal. Uh, both guys just threw everything they had at each other. Walters, brutal chops. Uh, Dragon was some uh, really physical offense as well. And in the end, Dragon have made Walter tap out. And I did some quick research. And this looked like the first time that I could see Walter had tapped out since 2017, ironically, in a match against Riddle. I'm not like 100% positive on that, but as far as my research goes, that's what I could see. Uh, and that really made this even more significant that not only did Dragon of uh, end this lengthy, lengthy title reign, but he also made Walter tap out uh, for the first time in, I guess that's just about four years now. Bill, what do you think of this match? Uh, yeah, I, I like. I don't remember when the last time he tapped out was, I think you might be right on that, but I mean, that speaks volumes right there. Like if he's going to lose, it's, you know, the last match they had was referee's decision. And I think it just, you know, it's a huge accomplishment. I mean, he had the title for 870 days, no matter how you want to look at it, it's still 870 days. 
sixth longest title reign of any title that they've ever sanctioned. So Dragunov beating him says a lot moving forward what they think of him. I'm not really sure what uh, Walter does next, but I just, you know, I really love the match. They beat the crap out of each other. They did the interview with Dragunov after. I mean, his chest is blown up and he has, you know, like has a nice gash above his eye. So it's exactly what it needed to be. It was, a you know, well-placed on the card. It was a fight in every sense of the word. And I'm actually looking forward to seeing what uh, they do moving forward with the title. They're, you know, even though we got a de- decisive victory, there's still a lot they can do with it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you could even throw in a, a rematch for Walter, um, build somebody new up on NXT UK. Uh, John and I have been talking about in recent weeks, now that they're doing this kind of block taping uh, for NXT, at least in the short term, uh, there's some potential for Walter to be on NXT even in the short term. Maybe maybe they can kind of capitalize on having him stateside. They're doing tapings this week, so that's, you know, it feels like a possibility. But, you know, overall, it, it feels like there's a, you know, a, kind of like a fresh start for NXT UK in the sense because Walter's just been champion for so long. Um, and now the, the, this is kind of a changing of the guard, kind of like what we saw when P. Dunn lost the title. Uh, did you guys say wondering if Walter could join the main roster as a potential like ratings ploy? I mean, I think like that's been a, a point of conversation for a while. Uh, but Walter has made it pretty clear that he is not really interested in working in the States. And he even kind of doubled down on that in a recent interview. So I feel like it's possible but if not necessarily likely i mean he, if he's if the guy's thing is he doesn't want to work in the states like there's only so much they can really do to you know to to make that happen right i feel like ken almost has to stay in, in the uk in that sense um and even then I, I as a ratings play i think that's not necessarily that, i don't think that'd be their motive i think if anything it would be they'd want to shake things up and again i feel like walter's kind of driving driving that there so uh, unless the day comes where he's really willing to go to the states and work full-time like that i feel like we're kind of probably going to get what we've been getting where he's like, occasionally pops up the nxt uh prime and that's kind of what we got uh, to look forward to uh speaking of things to look forward to i mean we'll, we'll talk about the match but then we'll talk about adam cole's future we had the undisputed finale adam cole kyle o'reilly essentially a three stages of hell match uh it was a, a standard match a, a street fight and a steel cage match uh, of course, all the buzz and rumors surrounding this one being that Adam Cole's contract uh, was set to expire this weekend. So before the match, heading into it, I think I, I know I was, and I think most people would be, were kind of thinking, okay, you know, if Cole loses, pretty clear that he's going to be leaving. If Cole wins, maybe he'd be signing a new deal. Uh, as you would expect, definitely a very fun match. These two guys know each other very well. Lots of history there. Two of the very best delivered a very uh, takeover-fitting match. Uh, in the end, Kyle Riley won, you know, uh, uh, O'Reilly won the first fall very, very quickly. Uh, Cole won the second fall in the street fight. And then, you know, they went to the th- th- third fall for a steel cage match. And uh, some uh, it kind of surprised me that the live fans were pretty upset with the way it ended. Uh, O'Reilly kind of made Cole tap out while he was handcuffed. Uh, it felt a little sudden. I mean, that's kind of how I viewed it. But I, w- I wasn't as upset as the live fans. The fans were chanting that was BS. I think they were a little... Maybe they thought it was a little anticlimactic, but I thought it was a really good match. Um, but of course, that does beg the question. I mean, uh, what's next for Adam Cole? I mean, right right after the match ended, we saw a couple of new reports breaking that as of this morning, Adam Cole has not signed a new deal. And of course, that kind of begs the question: Is this is this the end of Adam Cole's run in WWE? Uh, I will 
comment on the match ending first. I don't see the big deal. Like, I thought it was creative, and I'm leaning more, you know, like giving more attention to I thought it was creative than it was illogical because, yeah, he's like handcuffed, and maybe that move should have, you know, both hands for grip or whatever, but I, I really don't care. I just, I liked it. Um, it's not an argument that I really care about winning right now, but uh, yeah, I mean, if you think Cole's leaving, even if he's not, like it seemed like this was O'Reilly's to win. Like they want to build him as a star. They already know what they have in Cole, no matter what he does. Uh, this from the beginning, like since you know Cole turned on him, what was it months ago? Yeah, like, February. You know it's kind of been set up where it seemed like O'Reilly was going to win no matter what, like right. the final, final match. So he won. He's elevated going forward. Uh, yeah. And then there's that question of what happens to Cole. I, I mean, I think he's gone. I think he's done everything he can in NXT. I, you, you can't ignore what's going on with the roster stuff. And yeah, well, I mean, I guess we'll find out Tuesday if he's around. But yeah, I mean, I think it was a great decision. Kyle, you know, Kyle Riley gets a big win. Yeah, I mean, to me, we've seen Kyle. You know, he's held his own with Finn Balor. He's beat Adam Cole before, but having this is kind of the the undisputed finale. As we we're saying, as I was saying about uh, Ilya Dragunov winning, this is definitely being kind of a, a changing of the guard moment, especially if Adam Cole. I mean, let's just, no matter what, I think it's fair to say he's leaving NXT. Like, there's, it feels like there's a yeah. small chance he's going to the main roster, uh, but it does feel pretty likely uh, that he's probably gone. Uh, in that case, that kind of this this uh, this win for Kyle O'Reilly kind of helps uh, solidify him as uh, kind of maybe in some ways the flag bearer. Maybe not not as much as Samoa Joe. We'll talk about Samoa Joe in a minute, but you know, in a, in a different way, kind of this guy that's been there long and that's guy's you know the the top guy, right? In some ways, the face of the company in that way. Um, but yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I I'd be surprised if if, if uh, Adam Cole stuck around at this point. Just based on everything that's happening, after we talk about the main event, of course, we'll talk about uh, the the Nikon interview where where he said there there definitely is a revamp coming in to NXT. Uh, so having that, you know, um, like I would imagine the, the, the there was probably some discussion about that uh, internally before that interview even came out. So I'm, I'd imagine a guy like Adam Cole was probably aware of that, and that may that could have been a factor uh, in his thinking regarding Imagine his contract. He was like, uh, yeah, let's talk contract after I watch this. Yeah, and uh, you know, there's Here's a good one. There's that. Uh, I think the only way this is ever going to happen is if he signs with AEW and that forbidden door is still open. Right. Otherwise, no. No. I love Impact. He's not going to Impact. It's either WWE or AEW, or maybe he does a couple spots in you know Japan and. Uh, I don't know. I feel like, you know, the Bullet Club stuff will kind of sway his decision a little bit, but yeah. I mean, we'll stuff see. like that right itself. I mean, he's, you've got the Brick Breaker, the Brett Baker aspect. You've got the Bullet Club aspect. His friends are in AW. Uh, and then beyond that, you just mentioned the Forbidden Door stuff, where if he goes to AW, that kind of, uh, 
you know, would pretty naturally set up him working with Japan. I like oh, to see this and St. Koku go back to Ring of Honor. I mean, you know, hey, yeah, it's 2021. You never know what's going to happen in wrestling, but I feel like that's even less likely than um, Impact in some ways. I hate to say it. I just, you know, because at least at least of Impact, it'd be kind of a new journey for him, whereas he's been Ring of Honor, he's been world champion, he's done a lot of stuff there. It doesn't feel like he has any real kind of connection there beyond his past work there. Um, I don't know. As a Ring of Honor fan, we'd love to see it, but uh, I think the AEW poll would be too much at this point. Rob and I were talking about on the SmackDown show, if you're Adam Cole, if you watch AEW Rampage The First Dance, if you see the crowd go absolutely crazy for CM Punk, how do you not say, okay, I got to be a part of that? Right. Yeah. That's that's how I view it at this point. On top of everything else, you got to chase something like that at this point. Whether yeah. it's, I mean, it's CM Punk after seven years. So yeah, it's going to be, you know, have your expectations in check. Like, no, right. Nothing against Adam Cole or anybody, but like, you're still going to want to chase that. Like, you want that yeah. for yourself. So you know, I, I would say that's going into his decision just as much as I joke about watching that interview today. Like if he's not under contract and he hasn't signed a new one yet, you're going to pay attention to anything. So. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, definitely this, this happen every week, which we would think would be pretty telling, you know, whether we see Cole on Tuesday, whether any new uh, news or, or reports come out, you know, definitely worth keeping an eye on, you know, just have to kind of wait and see what happens with that. Uh, finally, the benefit of having a shorter card for TakeOver, the, the main event, the fifth match, uh, the NXT Championship match between Smell Joe and Karrion Cross. Uh, definitely, this has been a pretty fun story. Smell Joe returning to NXT after getting fu- uh, released early, earlier this year, uh, then coming back to the ring for this. Uh, first time he's wrestled since February 10th, 2020, you know, battling various con- uh, concussion issues, issues and everything. Uh, a fun clash of two powerhouses. Maybe a little shorter than I was expecting. I, I mean... I wasn't expecting a, a long match or anything, and uh, we definitely got two long, lengthy matches with the uh, UK title match and the the Cole O'Reilly match, but you know, fairly short for a main event title match like this. But in the end, these guys threw everything at each other. Uh, Cross, you know, kind of survived the Cochina clutch. Joe survived the cross jacket. In the end, the Muscle Buster helped Smell Joe win and become the first three-time NXT champion uh, in the brand's history. So definitely a very uh, you know good moment for him. He deserves it. Uh, he's back in NXT. And he, you know, kind of has regained his status as the top guy on the brand now. So definitely, you know, as a fan, fun to see. As a, you know, as a Smell Joe fan, as an XC fan, you know, this was a definitely a feel-good moment. And again, definitely a show that needed it. Again, of all the maybe the negative buzz around NXT at this point, I think this is how the show had to end. Um, granted, John and I have been talking about it recently. I think some of the, the the shine came off this match when uh, Cross got called to the main roster and lost Jeff Hardy in his first match, and they've kind of perhaps mishandled his his run on the main roster at this point. But still a fun match. Still, you know, I've enjoyed the story even just maybe just, uh, despite that. So, Bill, what did you think about Smojo winning? And I guess I'll pair that with: Is it fair to expect this would be kind of uh, Cross's send off, given that he's already been cut off to Raw? Uh, yeah, I think unless we get like a really, really quick rematch, uh, he is getting called up. I like Joe winning. I don't, you know, if I'm looking at it just tonight, I like it. If we're looking at it as a whole, I don't really know the last two months 
haven't really been kind to kill uh carrion cross it's not yeah. killer anymore uh <laughs> it's not pg but i think you know fresh start and now it's established that he's on his own i i like you know like i like the entrance i don't like that they took it away from him so quickly because all that went into the entrance like when you just immediately strip that away it's like oh this guy is like kind of ordinary without it and it's yep it's a reaction to taking it away it's not because he's ordinary it's just you had it it's kind of the, the same effect as like when they took the demon away from finn balor it was like everybody's just waiting for him to put the makeup back on but right. then once you establish who he is and give it a you know a solid run like finn balor's doing amazing work and he I haven't heard anybody ask for the demon in a long time. So I think working with Joe was a really good way to kind of set the right tone for cross. And I liked the match. I, I actually prefer him working the more like psychotic. Uh, not, I don't want to call him a shoot fighter, but like, I like this stuff more than the supernatural and the entrance, even though it was a good entrance, I just prefer him in this role. And I think it's going to help him moving forward, no matter what he does. And I mean, Joe working with anybody is going to be fun. I mean, I don't, I, you would think Joe versus Cole, if both of them were on the same show would be a great feud, but I absolutely. Mean, there's a there, there's at least two or three really really good possibilities right away. I mean, if Walter sticks around, Joe versus Walter, like I, I don't even need an explanation. I just want to see that. Like mm -hmm. that's a hoss fight. <laughs> You've got that. I th I think of O'Reilly kind of coming off of this big one tonight. I think of Johnny Gargano. You know, probably one of the the last you know top guys in NXT. Tommaso Ciampa. Definitely some. Uh, some possibilities there for me. I see what you're saying about Joe kind of like, you know, we're seeing, uh, you know, maybe this different side of him. I'm stubborn. I still, I miss Scarlet. I want to like, I've, I haven't heard anything about like where Scarlet is. And I think that, you know, she's such a big part of his character that, you know, that's been pretty disappointing to see uh, that stripped away from him. And I'm not sure if they're going to bring that back. If, if this is a temporary thing, I, I really just don't know. Um, we're going to some comments saying Scarlett wasn't cleared by the medical staff. I mean, I just, if that's the case, I hope that she's all right and she gets cleared soon because I think that uh, Joe's much better with Scarlett by his side, or not, not Joe Cross, is much better with Scarlett by his side. Um, and hopefully, you know, that she'll get, in that case, she'll get called to, to Raw with him when he does move up full time. Um, definitely, I like the idea of uh, Walter and Joe. I like the idea of, um, again, Gargano, Champa, and O'Reilly, a couple of the, the probably the best options they've got available, especially if over uh, if Cole does leave. Uh, but, they, but they do have they do still have some good depth at the top of the card there. So definitely looking forward to see what Small Joe does as the champion. Uh, also, before we talk about these, uh, the the I'm gonna I, the, throw out one really quickly. Diamond Mine. I feel like somehow you know like. I don't think it would take a lot of work to set that up, Diamond Mine and Joe. No. I mean, Roderick Strong has been built up pretty strongly. I yeah. think you could, you know, pretty set that up nicely. You've got that history with, you know, two former top guys in Ring of Honor. I think there's definitely some, a lot of appeal to that. I think that'd be a great match. I think that's definitely, if not like a, you know, right away takeover main event, definitely an, an NXT TV main event they could really do. 
Uh, and if they build strong up uh, even better from here on out, you know, maybe that's something they could do in the fall. I think that's definitely, there's some appeal to that. And I, I like to see that. I think that'd be really good as well. Uh, but overall, before we talk about the NXT uh, revamp rumor, or not even rumors at this point, the pretty much confirmation from Nick Khan, what would you rate the show overall from a scale of one to 10? Seven and a half. Yeah. Why not higher or lower? What's up? Why not higher or lower? Uh, I don't know. I mean, no, I don't want to say I'm taking off points because it was just another good NXT show. It just, I thought it was solid. There was nothing. No, I don't know. It just. It was average, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and average is is good for an NXT takeover. It just there was nothing that was like truly, you know, above and beyond like grabbing my attention. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> oh no, I would I would agree. You know, for me, I don't think NXT. Maybe I'd run... go an eight, but you know, yeah, for I, me, I wouldn't I'm... say it's like a nine or a ten. It was no, it was just a solid show, but I think. It's the third huge show, and and this is just keep in mind like third major show that I watched. Yeah, right. Like, there's right. also New Japan Strong and other like Impact. You know, we we had to watch Impact, SmackDown, AEW Rampage on Friday, SummerSlam on Saturday, New Japan, yep. SummerSlam, and this. So it's kind of like I I think that whole you know just feeling a little overwhelmed like oh if yeah you ask me tomorrow yeah. i'd probably be like yeah, well, I was like i'd probably score rob better <laughs> just because I, I saw three nights of really just quality stuff yeah no that makes perfect sense to me uh for me i think nxt kind of runs in that problem where just putting on solid takeoffs all the time, it's hard to really be above average when, like, you're you kind of expected to be a good show like that. For me, eight's my average good number. And so, Nestor is giving an eight as well, and saw something an 8.5. Um, you know, it feels like a, people seem to be fairly happy with it. Laura Rock an 8.9. Uh, Benjamin Jones with a uh, 7.5, saying just the Dragon of Mass should get more than 7.5. Uh, but I thought it was a very good show. Like, I mean, a very good show, at least in a sense of uh, kind of a Average slash, you know, maybe on par for what you expect for next year, which is a good show. Uh, so before we get out there, definitely got to talk about these uh, comments from Nick Khan. I pulled up the article I wrote about earlier today. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but definitely some of the big takeaways saying that they are doing a complete revamp of NXT led by Triple H. Uh, and the big focus is that uh, they want to kind of revamp the system not beyond the the nxt show they're gonna give it a new feel new presentation a new look but even beyond that developmentally if you it's, he said that they're going to really kind of uh not focus much on independent wrestlers and more focus on other sources uh, of wrestlers and if, if you read between the lines that would seem to suggest that uh they're basically going to be looking at non-wrestlers people with less wrestling experience and trying to kind of shape them and train them in the in the WWE style and uh you know that and even came out earlier today and that's already become a big point of controversy um among fans among the wrestling world so I've got to ask Bo I mean what do you think about that between completely revamping NXT the show and then supposedly 
what what sounds like pretty drastic changes to overall developmental because this is a system they've been using for years now yeah um i understand it if i'm looking at it from their perspective like if you if your goal is to get talent to raw and smackdown you want them to wrestle your style so it's almost counterproductive to have you know nxt be its own thing and then change everything before you get to raw and smackdown like so i i get that side of it but at the same time it's like why do you want three brands of the same thing like that just i feel like people are still getting you know how many hours seven hours a week yeah and yeah. you know of tv and just wwe that, just, WWE, that's TV. just wwe yeah and you want them to watch seven hours of the same show like that is what i am getting from that answer yeah but if you think about it they did that before and it wasn't just a reaction to aew it was um i said it earlier but um like right before the first takeover like that's kind of the style they were working like it was always get these talent ready for raw and smackdown and some of it was good some of it was bad i mean you get i i used the example before when we were talking becky lynch doing the jig because oh she's irish and that'll be funny and then you get stuff right. like uh bull dempsey when he was doing the bull fit gimmick like it was over it was in florida it could have worked but you know they let him go and i'm looking at some of the wrestlers on the roster right now like okay we say adam cole's gone uh cameron grimes i think fits in i'm not going to read the whole roster but you have carmelo hayes uh Swerve Scott, Joaquin Wild, Kushida. Uh, you could even argue Kyle O'Reilly. Like, where, you know, like if you're revamping and going back to what you would assume is like a feeder system for Raw and SmackDown, like, are these guys really going to fit in there? Like, how much are they going to change it? Right. So, I don't know. I, I know people don't want to hear it and they said it last night and it got a little bit of flack, but it's a wait and see type of thing. Yeah. I haven't done anything yet. As far as we know, it's going to be, it's going to look different with logos and lighting and hopefully, you know, hopefully people like it and it's not too drastic of a change because they, they do still have all of these people under contract. So it's like, what are you going to do? Got the roster and then sign WWE style people? Like, no. Right. So I, I'm just honestly, I'm going to have to wait and see. I think, I don't think that they should focus so much on, well, we lost to AEW, but I mean, they still have a good show. People tune into it. Right. I just, right. I don't know. No, that, that, that's how I come off on it. Like, to me, it's more of a, if it's not broke, don't fix it kind of thing where like, yeah, you know, you maybe you could say that they quote unquote lost to AW in terms of the Wednesday Night Wars or whatever, but NXT has still been a very good show. 
I still like it a lot. It's still people seem to like it. You know, it, it's still working. It's still successful. Um, regularly putting on a good TV show, regularly putting on good takeover events. Um, to me, there's no reason to really make these drastic changes. And to me, it's just, it's interesting that they're being pretty public with it now where Nikon's out there saying these things and like, it's not, it doesn't seem like it's this even gradual thing. It seems like now that they, okay, they're going to do this. They're going to, again, it'd be wonderful if they just change the logo for NXT and change the presentation of the show. But where this feels like beyond the, beyond the surface and, and kind of in a more, uh, in a foundational way, like they're going to be doing things differently. Uh, and again, in that developmental sense, in terms of their, their focus, in terms of, and Bill, you would see, yeah, I think you said it perfectly. Like now they're uh, focused on trying to like change NXT to the point that it's just going to be a nut, like a, literally like raw raw slash smackdown light and to me that's not the appeal of nxt it's, nxt has, has been you know the alternative within wwe and that's why I, i've liked it a lot i know that's why i would imagine why many other people liked it as well so i don't think anybody wants more of uh raw and smackdown in the sense that you know yeah nxt or, or raw and smackdown can be good and they're good sometimes but raw can not great and you know smackdown at least you know maybe not top heavy in terms of Roman Reigns is doing great stuff, but um, yeah, I don't think, I don't think anybody really wants to see another main roster show kind of take over NXT in that sense. So we'll have to wait and see like what happened. As you said, kind of we'll have to wait and see just how drastic changes are. We'll have to wait and see uh, what this way it looks like, whether, whether it works, obviously that seems like a more long-term thing, right? Beyond what, what actually happens, whether it's successful uh, but definitely a time of change, a time of um, uncertainty, again, be with these changes, with now you know, the Adam Cole situation, all these things. Um, and as some people are calling tonight the, the series finale for NXT, like the last NXT takeover as we know it. And now you know people were saying that even before Nikon's comments. So there might be some truth to that, depending just how drastic changes are. But at the very least, I think that if that is the case, if, if this was the last take over as we know it it was a pretty darn good one again maybe you know at least the, at least it was up to that par of a very of a good nxt takeover show uh good title matches uh cole Ryo was good uh, i think all, all the matches delivered as you would expect them to so going forward here we can hope that whatever this the future does hold for nxt that it'll, it will you know continue to try and uphold that standard albeit maybe in a different way so Again, we're going to have to wait and see what happens with it. But in the meantime, we're back here every week to talk about it for NXT. John, I, John Clark and I are here on Tuesday nights to talk about it. Or John will be back and here. Next, John finds another live event Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> John's all over the place, and we, we love him. He's our, he's our boots on the ground every, all over the place. But John um, couldn't, couldn't go to WWE events for over a year, and he's making up for lost time. As he should. You know, right. it's, you know if he can, if you if you want to, there's... Might as well live it up and enjoy the the, the fact that wrestling's back, fans are back, and uh, make the most of it. So, um, in the meantime, I'll be here on my couch talking about wrestling here. Uh, Mondays with John for Raw, Tuesdays for NXT, uh, and now Saturday mornings for for SmackDown due to AEW Rampage being on Friday nights. Now, uh, beyond now, we've got a, a great stream of interviews constantly available for you guys. Bill, you recently interviewed Paul White. You've interviewed. Um, CM Punk, CM Punk, big one, obviously, huge, huge interview. <laughs> maybe, maybe this next one will uh, be a little more wrestling focused. But yeah, I talked to him about uh, his role on heels 
that episode actually premieres next Sunday. So, you know, you can check out the interview now. We'll have some more stuff uh, from that. Uh, new interview with Deanna Perrazzo and Melina. Uh, Empower is this coming weekend. So some new stuff there. I should, so I won't say what it is, but, you know, uh, should have one or two more related to that event tomorrow. Uh, not recorded yet, so that's why I don't want to say it. Um, but yeah, uh, th- this was a, a fun weekend. We have a lot of content, a lot of uh, exciting things going on in wrestling. And then uh, NWA has a big weekend next week. So still a lot more to look forward to and all out in two weeks. Absolutely. And it's a fun time. You know, there's an abundance of wrestling to watch, you know, this crazy weekend. You mentioned NWA next weekend. Then after that, uh, AW all out, just the hits keep coming. And, you know, that, that makes it easy to do the one thing we do here at Wrestle Zone. And, and Bill, can you tell me what that is? Uh, I was going to say trust the process and wait it out, but enjoy. I like it. I like that too. <laughs> enjoy wrestling, everybody. Thanks for listening. <laughs>